Hey, you guys, welcome back to episode four. You are in for a treat. You know what? Every Motivated Monday, you're in for a treat. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. But I feel that I need to say that anyhow. I digress. Okay, I am your host, Brandy Day, and I, again, thank you for stopping by. Um, I have the pleasure of introducing my dear cousin, um, special guest on the episode today, Felicia Benjamin. She is the owner of Perfect Score Athletic Training Center. Felicia started her gymnastics journey at South Bay Gymnastics in Torrance, California. She was coached by Jerry Jackson, whom she displays in her training center for remembrance. After competing her gymnastics career, Felicia attended California State University, Long Beach, on a track and field scholarship. During her career at CSULB, Felicia returned to South Bay Gymnastics and began coaching the competitive team. At this time, Felicia developed a passion for coaching, mentoring, and leading the young girls to success. When the gymnastics studio closed in 2015, Felicia sought to open her very own gymnastics studio. Two years later, the opportunity presented itself, and the timing couldn't have been more perfect. Perfect Score Athletic Training Center opened in 2017. Felicia's coaching philosophy is this. As a coach, I am dedicated to making a positive impact on the lives of all children through quality fitness and gymnastics instruction. I am dedicated to the emotional and physical well-being of the girls and boys I encounter. I strive to not only enhance their physical abilities, but also to raise their self-esteem. My ultimate goal is to provide a safe and enjoyable environment where they can develop a love for gymnastics. I dedicate myself to working hard and training the girls and boys so they can be successful and accomplish their goals. Felicia's sports biography is sick, you guys. So when you um, have the opportunity, visit her social media. Also, go on to her website, perfectscoreatc.com. Perfectscoreatc.com. Follow her on social media, Instagram, perfectscore, and underscore. Um, get ready, you guys, because she's she's a gym. She drops nuggets, and she's really passionate about the work that she does. Again, I mean, she is a um, she's a beast. I mean, she's she the way that she teaches and mentors and leads these girls is exactly true to who she is as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, as a friend. Um, she's really phenomenal. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode just as much as I did. And this was the true reason why I didn't even hesitate to think about having her on here because she's doing great things in the heart of Los Angeles, California, Gardena, California to be specific, and really making a difference. I mean, she... Um, She's doing it, y'all. So go ahead and stick around. Uh, provide us with feedback um, at the end. And uh, thank you. Okay, everybody, thank you for joining in for episode four. We have another special guest this week. And um, as you heard by the introduction, it's going to be a very interesting episode today. And hopefully you guys are here for the ride because there's more to come. So stick around for the 30, 40 minutes of this episode and you will not be disappointed. So I welcome Felicia Johnson, who I am 
have the blessing to call cousin. <laughs> so thanks for coming on and gracing Daily Venture with your story. And um, you ready to just dive in, girlfriend? I am. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about before perfect score, because I know one of the questions I will be asking you in a second is the, the meaning behind perfect score. But let's talk about your journey getting to where you are now. I mean, because, you know, I've read your um, inter- your bio. Um, everyone else has heard your bio. But let's talk about you, um, you know, as an adolescent, you as the athlete. Because uh, you just didn't excel in one sport. Like, you, there were multiple sports for you. So let's talk about before Perfect Score came into play. Okay, so before Perfect Score, um, I was a gymnast myself, a gymnast and a cheerleader for many years. Um, in my youth days, um, I did cheer gymnastics. And then in high school, I added track and field to that equation. Um, And I did all three for two years of high school. And then my third year of high school, my junior year, um, it got a little serious in gymnastics. And they wanted me to kind of choose one sport and one route. And I didn't want to give up my school sports. So I stopped gymnastics junior year. And I focused on track and field. Um, That resulted in a track and field scholarship to college. So um, I went to a Division I school, Cal State Long Beach, both 49ers. Um, And um, I was a hip athlete in college, so I did seven events. My specialty um, was the hurdles and the long jump. And in college, um, I began to go back to my gym that I trained at as a gymnast with the South Bay Gymnastics in Torrance. And I worked there. Um, I began working with the competition team. And I also um, worked with the Gardena Youth Football Cheer for years before I even went back to the gym. I have been training the kids in the community on the youth program since I was a freshman in high school. As soon as I was unable to cheer, I was able to train. So that was that. And, yeah, the gym closed uh, shortly after I graduated college in 2015 um, due to the owner passing away. Um, And it kind of left me really frazzled and all over the place. My life felt like it got turned upside down because that was, all I knew, like, that was the only job I had in high school, in college, that was it. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I began to uh, just really work on trying to open my own studio. Was that always a dream of yours, of having your own studio? You know, initially, it wasn't, to be quite honest. Um, When I first was training at the gym, Um, I was in school to go to law school and before the gym actually closed in 2015 um, Coach Jerry he had approached me quite a few times and I mean even like a whole year or two before his passing um, he wanted me to buy the gym and to keep it going Um, 
unbeknownst to me, you know, the difficulty of that and getting a loan and all of that for that large amount of money was nearly impossible for, you know, someone like me fresh out of college (laughs) and just starting. Um, But when he approached me with that idea, you know, and how passionate I became with coaching the competitive team when I was there, that's when, you know, the amount of money is. It's hard to get a loan for a startup, and I was considered a startup. Even though I would be buying a gym that was already in existence, me as an owner was a startup. So um, banks and, you know, even private loans, they really don't loan to startups. It's really hard. Um, but, you know, I was passionate, and I wanted to, I didn't want my girls that I was currently coaching and all of those kids that were at the gym to lose their gym home, but that was the result that actually ended up happening. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So, through all that, so, you know, you graduate college, you, um, you know, your coach dies. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, jobs and stuff that um, did evolve that you kind of transitioned through, through the, through the time and getting to perfect score. But let's talk about your support system through all of that, because obviously, you know, graduating college, not everyone graduates college and really knows what they want to do, you know? And so oftentimes people are in limbo and trying to figure out, okay, what is, what am I passionate about? What do I want to do? And it may not even be in line with what you majored in. So how did your support system play a part in that then and now for you? So, my support system um, was, you know, first my husband, he, um, we got married not until 2016 after the gym closed, actually, but he has encouraged me. He was really like the biggest encourager in getting me to take that step and, and do it. Um, but before he was in the picture, of course, my parents, uh, my sisters, my brother, my family, a uh, very strong family dynamic at home. Um, you know, since I was a kid, always supportive. Um, whatever your decision and your choices, you know, they're behind me and pushing me to move forward in, you know, whichever direction I choose. Um, as far as knowing what I wanted to do in college, I was a little bit all over the place. I didn't have a direct, this is what I want. And that was because I was focused on running track. To me, track and field was my job. And (laughs) I wanted to continue to run professionally after college. Um, So that was really what I was focused on. I, I really didn't have a, what's next or what's your career path after college. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, All right. So let's go ahead and just jump into the meaning behind perfect score. Cause I'm sure it's more to the name than just what it says. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So when people hear perfect score, they, you know, they think, well, well, perfect, like perfect. But to me and my meaning of perfect is that there's no real definition of perfect. I always tell um, the kids that I'm working with that perfect is just doing your very best. So your best is the best score, is the perfect score. And that just is um, a mindset that I want them to have, that doing their best is perfect. That there is no 
perfect score is that, you know, because truthfully, I want them to be confident and have that, you know, high self-esteem that whatever they're doing out there on the field, on the mat, or on the court, whatever sport it might be, that perfect is just their best. And you're located in, is it considered Gardena or is it, no, it's Gardena. It's Gardena. It's Gardena. It's Gardena. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong and help me here. Cause I was, obviously I follow you on social media and I mean, obviously we talk and we visit often, but (laughs) this is the first, is it the first athletic training center in Gardena? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, It's also the first gymnastics center so there has been no gymnastics training in Gardena before I opened my studio um so I was really proud of that you know even though we started small we're you know trying to expand eventually um I'm still proud that you know I was able to bring the city that I grew up in and bring um this sport and these different skill sets to the kids in my community. Okay, so being in Gardena, and I mean, you've had a lot of success. Um, how has it, how does it feel um, this past spring when your team showed up to compete and you had an all black gym, gymnast team? Like, it was so cute to see too. And I'm like, yes. Like, I was over, over here all the way in Seattle, like, you know, pumping up the fists in the air because it was it was just glorious to see, you know. So how did it feel when you guys showed up in unison and girls taking home medals and everything? Like what was what was what did you feel when that finally happened? So initially, um, honestly, it was overwhelming. Overwhelming because anytime you're doing something that's unusual and different, you kind of feel, you feel everyone else's, like, eyes mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. And me as a coach, I I felt it the most. Mm-hmm. So, before, when I was coaching a competitive team, you know, we had a mixed team. We had, all, you know, all kind of different races. So, but I was a black woman coach. Mm-hmm. And that already used to have a lot of pressure on itself and me being in the gymnastics world. Um, so to take an all-black team, it really, really, you know, rattled my nerves. I was <laughs> nervous. I felt pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the girls stepped out there and... You know, we did what we've been practicing. We did what we were preparing for. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that overwhelming feeling with the nervousness became, you know, excitement. I was excited to see them and, and see them being successful. And and I was proud. I, I had so much, uh, like, gratitude in my heart. It was so, you know, it was so odd, like, uh, very high feeling like of joy and you know no one could kind of you know tell me anything bad like I I could I could see it to tell my husband like hey you know like they did this or 
it, it was all I talked about for weeks. Every mm-hmm. week we competed. It, I continued to talk about that because I was just so proud and happy that my small gym out of my small city in Gardena was able to, you know, step out into the gymnastics world, competitive world, and be successful. Mm-hmm. So not only as a coach was I proud, I was a proud, you know, gym owner. I was just proud. Yeah. Overall. And being in, I mean, because you've been in business, what, is it three years now? Two years? Three years? Two years. Two yep. years. Okay. Um, how have you seen it evolve being in the heart of Gardena and, you know, having, and these girls having access to your gym? How has business evolved for you? And, you know, it's probably some girls um, who, you know, this is their first time even entertaining the whole gymnastics realm of it all. Um, have you seen a shift in business because of this and you being there for them? Absolutely. Um, the gym is continually growing. Um, truthfully, my coaching and the results is my biggest marketing tool. I don't really have to solicit any clients. I receive uh, many referrals. Um, and with the team this past three that has brought, you know, a lot more attention and um, interest in the gym, into the gym. Um, I'm, I'm getting calls almost every day for someone to sign up. I have all the surrounding cities. Um, you know, I have girls coming from Inglewood, Compton. I have people in Torrance, Carson, um, Hawthorne. I even have some people that are willing to drive from Chino Hills. Just because, you know, I'm a black business owner, a black coach with a black team, you know, it, it kind of gets everyone's will spinning in, you know, they're curious and they're interested. So mm-hmm. it's definitely um, growing and I couldn't be more happy and it's truly a blessing and I'm happy I can continue to be that blessing to the youth in the inner city. Yeah. Now I got to figure out what question I want to ask. <laughs> um, so, do, 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 do. first one I'm going to ask is what lessons have you learned? Did you learn growing up that has helped you prepare for life now? I mean, because you're, you know, you graduated, you're trying to figure out, okay, what, what's what, which direction am I going? You have a great support system. You're now married. You have, you now a new mommy too. And, and a new business owner. So all these new, new <laughs> is coming at you. How are, how, what, what types of things do you, do you fall or wisdom do you fall back on from just all your years um, that has helped you prepare for all the things that you're um, going through now and the success that you're, you're experiencing now? Um, so my mom and dad, you know, uh, married for 30 plus years have to be, you know, the foundation in every single lesson that I've learned as a a youth. Um, First thing I learned is that nothing comes easy in life. So I watched them work hard all the time. I still to this day don't understand how they managed to get everything done that they did and still do, to be honest. Um, They were my superheroes growing up, and I watched them do everything. So... As I continued to grow, I only wanted to follow in their footsteps and be 
you know, nothing left of what they showed me as a kid. Um, one of the biggest lessons I learned, you know, is to put God first. You know, we grew up in the church and it took me a long time to realize that everything happens for a reason. But with time, I've grown to be a strong believer in that. And being positive and having faith in God's plans. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, my mom is the first one to say, you know, pray, pray about it or, you know, talk to God. And, you know, every time we get together on Sunday, we're praying for before we have our family dinner. And, you know, God is just, you know, pivotal in our family. And I've learned to put him first and trust in his timing and his plans. Hmm. You ain't said nothing but a word right there. Lord have mercy. <laughs> this is a good segue into my question before we wrap up, too, because, you know, it's hard running a business. I mean, people can see things on social media and can easily say, oh, my gosh, it looks easy when it's not because they don't see the behind the scenes that everything that you do, you know, and I feel like you and I. I can really relate to you and you could probably relate to me because we do it all. Like we're the accountant, yeah. we're the administrative assistant, we're the social media managers. We are the leaders, the coaches, the facilitators, whatever you want to call it. And then at home, you know, we're the, we're the parents, we're the wives, we're the daughters, we're the friends. And so it is hard to balance it all. So yeah. how do you manage to balance it all? And if, if, even if it isn't a balance, just how are you keep staying afloat? <laughs> so there's many times that it's it's stressful um even as much as I love what I do and I'm passionate there's many times I need a break I have to I have to give myself days off during the week or you know it just becomes so overwhelming that you kind of lose yourself in amongst all of it mm-hmm. um like you said being a mom one and a half year old being a <laughs> wife and being a boss can be crazy um it's hard work to be honest there's never enough time in the day to do everything that needs to be done um like you said you got to be the janitor you got to do the social media you have to do this you have to do that there's so much um you know, that in the beginning, I lost myself. I had to take a step back and say, okay, this is not okay. <laughs> I have to have self-care before, you know, I put everything else and everyone else before myself. Mm-hmm. Because without me, there would be nothing else to take care of. Right. So, um, emotionally um, and physically, I made it a point to take care of myself and then that has been a result of you know everything else kind of falling into place and my daughter charlie keeping her when i go to work or you know we we have a schedule now that works for us he gets off i give her to him i go in um but yeah Yeah. i definitely don't want to stretch myself thin because I've done that before mm-hmm. and I have a lot on my plate but you know I'm trying to make sure I eat and everyone else eats <laughs> so can't forget that definitely hard work <laughs> but 
somebody's got to do it. Right. <laughs> and just another lesson I learned growing up was just to never give up. So yeah. that's not an option. So to make it work. My parents never allowed any of us to quit anything. So that's yeah. what I've been doing. Okay. And keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> All right, well, I always wrap up the segments um, and the episodes with this this last question because our audience caters to all age groups. We have some parents listening. We have youth listening. Um, I always want to take time out to encourage the next generation out there. I know you just dropped the nugget of, you know, never giving up. But um, what I find with the youth of today is they're, they're, you know, they're finding themselves, they're going through their own journeys, they're just experiencing a ton in the load of stuff, right? You know, you have social media, that's enough within itself, right? Um, first impressions are lasting impressions. And I know I've learned the hard way by that, those words of alone, alone. So what would you say to that? Like first impressions are lasting, pre- lasting impressions and how? Um, to be honest, I would just say that first impression or last impressions and to be respectful. Be respectful and receive respect. Um, that was just another thing that I learned as a kid. And I always respected, you know, um, adult figures or anyone older than me. And still to this day, I still live by that. And, you know, I act in that way. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of you um like you said the first impression if, if it's not going to be respectful then that's how they're going to be looking at you and that's how you're going to be labeled moving forward mm-hmm. so just everything that you're doing saying be respectful so that you're able to receive and reciprocate that respect back all right. Well, thank you. And how can people find you on social media? Um, you can follow Perfect Score. It's Perfect Score and then underscore after score. Okay. Awesome. The symbol underscore. The symbol. Okay. I'll, I'll put in the show notes too, just to make sure people are, they can just click it and go right there. Um, well, thank you. I'm I'm so glad we were look, able to get the kids down for naps and I had to barricade myself into our room so nobody would bug me, but we figured it out and I'm just so grateful that we were able to make it work and get our listeners to hear about the you know the great work that you're doing with Perfect Perfect Score and you know the best is yet to come because I know there's stuff cooking in your brain because you're so darn creative. And so I know that you know Perfect Score will will not you know it's not destined for it to just stay in gardena it's going to go much further so thank you for everything that you're doing and just following you know following your your heart and sticking with your passion and giving back to these girls because this is something that's very memorable for them and that they'll be able to fall back on for a lifetime so i applaud you and i give you a standing ovation and i love you lots <laughs> Love you too. Oh. And thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. And uh all right, well, until next time, girl. I'll all chat right. with you later. <laughs> okay. There you have it, you guys. Um I told you it was gonna be good. 
um, probably have to have her come back on here after um, just to get caught up as we get through fall and winter and as the spring um, will come back around just to get an update on what's next um, and then what's in the works for Perfect Score. Um, thank you so much for listening um, and for continually sticking around, you guys. You guys are showing up. Um, the audience is growing. The plays um, for each episode is increasing day by day. So thank you for that. Um, just want to make sure that you guys remember to rate this podcast and leave a review. If you tag us on social media, please, um, well, actually not if you tag us, when you tag us on social media, make sure you're hashtagging daily venture, uh, D A Y L Y V E N T U R E. Um, but please hashtag because I'm trying to really repost and, uh, publicly thank you guys for the support. So, um, thank you in advance. Also, make sure to send questions. I haven't received any questions. Um, I have a couple people who said they were going to send questions, but I haven't received those yet. But please send questions to our email, hellodailyventure at gmail.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-D-A-Y-L-Y-V-E-N-T-U-R-E at gmail.com. And again, uh, I just thank you guys. Seriously, I'm in a season of just pure gratefulness. And you'll hear me say this over and over and over every week. Thank you. Until next time and until next episode, episode five, you're in for yet another treat. Um, Keep it going, y'all. It's a daily venture.